I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We played a game called Pay or Nay the last time we sat down in front of these microphones to do an episode. And? And we couldn't have been more correct about our last candidate with Minka Fitzpatrick. We said it was a no-brainer that this guy was going to get locked up, that the Steelers were going to pay him. He was going to get record-setting money. He was going to set the market for the safety position. And we were like freaking Nostradamus because literally about a day and a half later, that came to fruition. Minka Fitzpatrick and your Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sure I'm not breaking any news to you by now, inked a four-year contract extension worth $73,600,000, a $17.5 million signing bonus. That works out to an average annual salary of 18.4 and Minka Fitzpatrick will be a Pittsburgh Steeler until the year 2027 at the very least your gut reactions right away Jacob because I love it we knew it was going to happen the writing was on the wall you had money to throw around and he was just next up in line to be that next highest paid safety it all makes sense to me how could you not love it Tom when I was I believe when I saw it come up on ESPN when I was watching whatever Sports Center last night and it came up and the news broke, right? I just thought to myself, yes, now the number one safety in the league, or, or maybe you could say top two, but top three minimum, is now for sure a stealer for the rest of his prime of his career. That's exactly what you want, right? You want the best players on your team. And Mika Fitzpatrick is one of those best players in the league, and he will be a Pittsburgh Steeler now for the next five years after playing here for the last three. So after having a rocky start in Miami to begin his career where he really wasn't that happy, he's now going to get the chance to spend eight years in a city with a franchise that does it better than anyone else. And I think everyone in Pittsburgh is ecstatic about it, and I think Minka Fitzpatrick is ecstatic about it. We will hear from Minka Fitzpatrick a little bit later on in this episode, but a little foreshadowing there with what you said. He definitely you know, said things that rang true to that, that mm-hmm. it's a winning culture here and it feels good to be hitch, hitching his wagon to this kind of a team, this kind of an organization. You can really trust yourself you know, making that long-term time commitment the next five years of your career you know, the year that he's playing this year and then the four that is tacked on with this extension here in Pittsburgh. And it's nice to know that he feels, you know, comfortable with them 
Not just that the Steelers are infatuated with him because what isn't there to be infatuated about when it comes to his play on the field? You know, I, I think it's really important, and there's been a lot of debate recently as we are into the really weeds of the offseason and we're trying to look long-term as far as topics are concerned with, you know, is the Steelers' defense going to be able to play at a level mm. that it needs to to be competitive this year? And that level is probably elite. And with this signing, it does two things. It guarantees that you have an elite player at every single level of the defense. And I'm not a math guy, mm. but I don't see how that can't help if you have that ingredient in the equation. Having an elite level at mm -hmm. every level of the defense probably is a good start towards making a step towards having an elite defense. So... You check that box by making this happen and extending him and having those big three locked up for the foreseeable future. But the other thing you do is you're now boasting the highest paid defense in the NFL. Yeah, so did you, you kind of have to be top five in my mind if you're going to be paying top money. Did you see that tweet by Warren Sharp? Yes. The said same guy the Steelers, called Fat. Right. The Steelers <laughs> have the number one most expensive defense and the 32nd least expensive offense. So... And again, a, 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 a what a lot of people came out against Warren Sharp and, and said to him was, well, eight of those starters on the offense are playing on rookie contracts currently. So you can't really blame the Steelers for not paying their guys because they're still on that first contract, which nobody gets really paid in that first contract when you come out of the draft. Just a classic case of uh, Warren Sharp literally just tweeting a fact and then people being people on Twitter and being like, hey, listen, this is... Quit making mean things about my Steelers. It's like, bro, I'm not saying mean things. Yes, I understand that a lot of rookie contracts are tied up on that offense. It's mm -hmm. just a fact. They have the least expensive it's offense and the highest paid defense. That doesn't translate to the offense being the worst offense in the NFL, nor does it automatically translate to the defense being the best defense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because the Dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball doesn't mean they have the best record right now. They're sitting in fifth, sixth place as far as record mm -hmm. is concerned overall in the league. That's, you know, and maybe they obviously come out on top and the Dodgers are great so that's not a great example but I'm just saying paying for something doesn't always translate to the number one spot it's got to be top five or at least sniffing around top five in every major category though sure. it, it, because I think if you turn these microphones on in February of 2023 or or hopefully you know all things going exactly right maybe early late February after the Super Bowl has been mm -hmm. wrapped up we're talking about how great the Steelers season has been. You know, if you if you look back onto that in the defense, hasn't really been up to what we want it to be. If it's not stopping the run, if it's not making improvements in that category specifically, but others as well, I think you look at it as a failure as far as mm. it's concerned. You know, of course we could get to that point in reality, and we could have injuries crop up again and. I think that was probably one of the biggest problems ailing them this year, this past year, excuse me, but I don't know. I think if we now look at this defense and it doesn't perform at a very elite level or close to elite level, it's got to be a bit of a disappointment. Absolutely. You can't spend that much money on it on it on one side of the football and have it not translate into one of the best units. I I think the the basement, right, has to be 5. Fifth best overall defense. And that's a pretty steep order, but hey, when you're paying that kind of money, I think it's worth it. And the, or I think it's no, or warranted, excuse and me. And the issue is, I, I think what 
people like Warren Sharp could do, right, is just pick out certain pieces of a narrative to create their own and say, oh, well, look at the Steelers. They have a, what, 16th overall defense. But at the, if, if this is at the end of the 2022 season, but what if it's they have a top four, top five pass defense, but the rush defense continues to struggle without Stefan Tuitt there? And maybe, as we've said before, the, the worst-case scenario of Tyson Alawalu coming back without really rehabbing properly or, or being able to come back from injury properly, and the rush defense struggles again. Well, the narrative would be that Warren Sharp would, or people like him, could say, oh, well, if they're a mid-range defense, why are they spending all this money? But if T.J. Watt's getting to the quarterback and it's a top-five pass defense and the rush defense is struggling... And Minka Fitzpatrick's creating all these turnovers. Are you really going to say, like, oh, it wasn't worth it? No, because the guys who are getting paid are doing their job. It's not the fault of the rest of the... It's not the fault of two guys to... You can't blame two guys for the struggles of another nine, right? Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. And, you know, Cam Hayward had a lot of weight on his shoulders last year sure. trying to be a single-man wrecking crew when it came to stopping the run, so... It's going to be him. It's going to be Tyson. Hopefully Tyson stays healthy. And you need Loudermilk or you need Wormley to step up because mm-hmm. I get a hunch that those are going to be the two guys that are going to be tasked with kind of sure. replacing Steph to it. Uh, when it comes to stopping the run, though, Minka Fitzpatrick is absolutely good at that, too. Had north of 100 tackles last year. And we've seen him get involved in the backfield. Yep. We had Arthur Motes on the Mark Madden show yesterday, and he said one thing he really thought he improved a lot on last year was his tackling, Minka did. You know, maybe there were some things that he didn't do as well as he had in his prior two seasons, his prior two first-team All-Pro seasons in Pittsburgh, but he was a more sound tackler in Arthur Motes' mind, and I couldn't agree more, and you saw the numbers bear that out. The mm-hmm. problem with him having all those tackles, though, is you – kind of want him to be not in run support as much and that is an indictment on the inside linebackers as well as a credit to how good Minka has been as far as that's concerned so you know another aspect of this contract that's great is hey hopefully you get better inside linebacker play hopefully up front you're more stout and you've got a pretty good Mm -hmm. run stopping safety back there as well if all things do break down in front of them so hopefully you know the other areas will improve as far as helping with improving your run defense but absolutely Minka is going to help for sure Without a doubt, and I think you made a great point this year, right? With the the I'm I'm looking to the optimism or from the optimist point of view here. Yes, Tyson Alawalu comes back; he's ready to go. He's not skipping a beat, kind of like how Stefan Tua did when he returned from his season-ending injury. Miles Jack really re-solidifies the middle linebacker unit. He adds quickness, he adds veteran leadership, and he adds just knowledge of the game where, to the point, those combining factors can lead to Minka Fitzpatrick backing off from supporting the run defense and really focusing on what he needs to do as a free safety. Well, let's take a break from us two idiots talking about it. Let's (laughs) let's hear from the man that everybody wants to hear from. Let's hear from the man himself. Minka Fitzpatrick was introduced. Well, introduced. His new deal was introduced to the media. Welcome to the team, Minka. Hey, Minka. (laughs) Nice to meet you. His new deal was introduced to the media today. Minka then spoke to the media, uh, gave his thoughts on the deal, answered some questions. So let's give a listen to Minka Fitzpatrick's press conference here on the Steelers Standard. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Yeah. Uh, first, I just want to start by uh, obviously thanking the Rooney family, uh, Mr. Rooney, uh, my family, uh, Omar, uh, Kev, Coach T, uh, and then I, and then anybody that's like, I can sit here all day and thank thank people. Um, this this has not been an individual effort by any means. I've had people house me when I when I didn't have a home, I had people feed me when I didn't have food, I had people take me to, to practice, to work when I didn't have a ride. So uh you know I just wanna thank everybody that's done uh anything for me. Uh and like I said, I can sit here all day and, 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 and list those those names and, 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 and be appreciative and thankful. Um uh and then last but not least, you know, my man the face, so I gotta thank thank the man upstairs because honestly uh it's still surreal, and uh, none of this none of this makes sense for real. And I know without him, uh, I would not be where I am today. So, uh, you know, I thank my Lord, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and uh, yeah, I'm good and open for questions. Questions? Like, congratulations. First off, uh, you've had a pretty big smile all the time. You've been talking up there. How did it feel to get this done? Yeah, no, it's a it's a blessing, man. It's uh it's something that you you work. For a long time, I remember when I was 15, and I was, you know, telling my father when we were working together, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be at, at this position that I am, you know, now today. So, uh, being here is uh, it's surreal. It's uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm happy that we got it done in, in the timing that we got it done, and uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to uh, be able to <laughs> to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for the for the long run. How important was it to get it done before training camp? Uh, you know, it was it was it was uh, it was important. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be out there with my with my teammates, uh, practicing and, 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 and competing, and uh, you know, thankfully we got it done in the timing that we did. So, how were you able to get it done this year? I mean, I know last year TJ's kind of went into camp in into September. I think. Uh, why were you and uh, your representatives and, and the Steelers able to get it done in this timely fashion? Um, that's just what Omar and Mr. Rooney wanted wanted to do. Uh, I guess they, you know they had reached out a few weeks ago and uh, you know said that they're ready to start the uh, negotiation process. And uh, I don't remember if we sent an offer or they sent an offer first, but we went back and forth for a little while. And um, you know this, I guess it's just when they uh, wanted to get it done. Is it important for you to be the highest paid safety in the league at this point? Um, yeah, I think um, you know I think. I'm, I'm the best at, at what I do, so uh, you know. Obviously, you you would like to be paid, be paid in that way, and represented in that way. Um, and you know, it's obviously somebody. It could be in a week from now or, or a year from now. Somebody's obviously going to uh, pass it up. But uh, you know, you always want to raise the bar for the guys behind you. You want to raise the bar for the for the people in in your own locker room. So I think um, you know, Mr. Rooney and, and, and Omar, they see the work that I put in and. And uh, obviously, my play on the field uh, reflects that. So, uh, you know, they're willing to, to make me that, and, and uh, obviously, I'm, I'm appreciative.
Since your trade here, what have you come to appreciate about the Steelers team and organization, and why, why did you want to be here for the long term? Um, I think the thing that I appreciate most about this organization is, uh, I would say, is, is, is commitment to winning. I think everything that we do, uh, or even me uh, coming here, was a, was a commitment to, to winning. It could have been a season where, uh, you know, they, they, we lost our, our starting quarterback, our legendary Hall of Fame quarterback. Could have been a season where, you know, we just, they just tanked and decided to call it quits. But they, they went out, acquired me, acquired a few other guys, and said, you know, we're going to do what we got to do to win games. Whether it's on, if we got to win on defense, we got to win on defense. And uh, it obviously wasn't a perfect season, but it was a, a season that was dedicated towards winning, even though that wasn't the, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't prime circumstances for winning or prime conditions for winning. Uh, so, you know, we went out there, and, and, uh, and I feel like that kind of set the tone for these last few seasons. You know, it showed me that this, this program is – a winning program. They're going to do whatever it takes to win, uh, and, and they're going to hold you to that standard on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's what Coach T and the coaching staff and uh, Mr. Rooney do. Uh, if, if you're not moving and, and focused on winning and being your best and competing, then they're not going to want you here. And I think that's just a reflection off of also of just the background that I come from. So uh, it works hand-in-hand. Hand uh, yeah. Is there greater pressure now? On you, since you are the highest paid safety in the league to, to perform at that, obviously you've done it, but is there even a greater pressure now to continue to perform at that high level? I think I think because I've done it, there's there's, there's no pressure for real. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the, that's a standard that I hold myself to day in and day out. It's a standard that my teammates hold myself to day in and day out. Uh, but no, I don't think there's any any pressure. I mean, obviously I have, I have to hold myself to that standard, but. Um, you know, it's just an opportunity to, to, to prove uh, that I am what I say I am. Uh, along those lines, more big picture. Uh, you guys have the highest paid edge rusher now, and TJ, the highest paid safety. And I, I think you guys have the highest paid defense overall in the league. Um, but coming off last season, struggles in the playoff game and, and the run defense issues, does that motivate you guys more to uh, kind of get it fixed going forward? I don't. I don't think necessarily the money motivates us, but just but just how we conduct ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, last year was not to our standard at all, and I know myself, TJ, Cam, all of us were 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 not happy or pleased at all with with the way the season ended, uh, especially how you know in that playoff game uh, was an embarrassment. Honestly, uh, was was um, not not our typical selves and. Um, that's that's what motivates us, you know. Obviously, the money the money is a blessing, and the money is uh, uh, creates opportunity for everybody around us and in our families. But uh, you know that when you say the money, it's, it's more about uh, what they're saying with the money. They're saying, "Hey, look, we trust you to be the best and prepare to be the best and compete against the best and play a plus plus on a consistent basis." So it's more uh, uh, so of that. That, that that I'm trying to hold myself to, rather than just saying, "Oh, I got paid, so now I got to play well." It's you no; know, these guys trust me with this amount of money and this amount of responsibility. So now it's my duty to go out there and and, and play at a high level and, and show them that I deserve this compensation. Do you like the pieces you've added on defense in the offseason? You got important guys back in the secondary as well. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, obviously I'm excited about getting Akello back. I'm excited about Levi. I'm excited about Miles. Uh, we drafted well as well in, in the front. 
Um, and I think I think we have an experienced, we have a young but experienced uh, uh, defense, and uh, we got older guys that are, are, are great mentors, uh, are, are great uh, at coaching and, and getting the new guys uh, ready to play because we're going to need some new guys, to, new faces to, to step up. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited, I'm very excited about this upcoming season. You talked a little bit about kind of the timeline of how things came together. Did it surprise you that it all happened as quickly as it did? Um. I had I had no clue what to expect, um, but you know it happened when it happened, and uh, we were very fortunate. You guys you mentioned also, how surreal it is. Has it kind of sunken in for you a lot of years? Uh, I I don't think so. Not really. I haven't been like super emotional like like I thought I would. Uh, I haven't seen my family yet. They're down they're down in Florida. But then once I see my family and my mom gets to crying, then <laughs> then I might get a little emotional. You guys also added a new piece to your coaching staff and Coach Flores. Uh, what's it been like getting reacquainted with him? Um, has it been strange at all, given the way things ended in Miami, or how's that uh, been reconnecting with, with Brian? It's, it's been it's been good. Um, you know, Coach Flo, he's, he's he's a great coach. Uh, he's a smart guy. He's a guy that that lives to a, a high standard, and he, and he's uh, he's a piece that I think that we really needed. Uh, he's a real detail detail oriented guy, uh, detail oriented coach. And uh, he's not—he's not a guy that's gonna let things just uh, get brushed to the side. He's gonna address them. He's gonna be direct. Uh, he might not tell you uh, exactly how you want to hear it, but he's gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, that's important to have in the, in the locker room uh, when you have you know guys that may have egos and whatnot. He's gonna—he's gonna—he's gonna get on you. So he's—he's uh, a, he's a great coach. I'm excited to have him. He's—he's he's focused and, and locked in on winning, and uh, that's what—that's what his goal is. And I'm happy to have him here. Megan, how much do you feel uh, you've evolved as a safety, you know, in an intangible sense and on the field since coming to this organization? Can, can you repeat that? My bad. Sorry. How much overall do you feel you've um, evolved as a safety since coming to this organization? Um, I think I evolved a lot. Um, my first game uh, in, well, as a Steeler in San Francisco was my first time really playing full-time free safety. Um, my first two games in Miami, I was kind of moving around a little bit, and that was really the only time I played free safety before in the league. Uh, I played a few games, uh, like four games in college. Um, but I think from that time now, I've, I've learned the type of player that I, that I am. You know what I'm saying? I learned my strengths. I learned my weaknesses. I know what I need to work on. I know uh, what I'm good at. And I feel like just being able to form uh, my identity um, has really helped me. Uh, evolve into the player that I am today. And I'm still learning, still adapting, still growing, still trying to find new ways to, to get better and improve. Uh, but I think um, I'm, a, I'm a totally different player than I, than I was uh, a few years ago when I first got here. Does that help that you pretty much been tethered to that safety position that you haven't been bounced around that much in this defense? Uh, I, think, I think it definitely helped me. Um, to be able to form an identity, because it is hard when you first get to a, a system and they ask you to move around. Um, but you know, uh, part of that uh, adapting is, is also learning other other positions, learning uh, because you know once you get locked in, now people know where you are, and uh, we've kind of seen that happen the last last year, year and a half. Um, people know where I'm at, and um, you know they either choose not to throw there or look the other way, and that could happen when you get locked into one spot. So. Uh, we're, you know, we're learning and adapting to, to, to learn different positions and move around the, 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 the field. And now that I'm comfortable and I know uh, the type of player I am.
there two more questions. There were a number of your teammates who were complimentary of you and uh, your leadership for OTAs and minicamp, being there, being hands-on, communicating despite not going through you know, everything. Why was that important for you to be there and be so active with your guys? Uh, one, because it's hard for me just to be away from the game. Uh, you know, I, I love this game, and uh, it's a big part of who I am and my identity. Um, and then two, I wanted, I wanted to, because I could have been at home in Florida training with my family, you know what I'm saying? But I, I really wanted to come up here and show my teammates that I'm still focused on winning. I'm still focused on, on us, you know what I'm saying? I'm still focused on our development and, uh, and being president. Uh, you know, I'm a real hands-on guy, and I like to I like to talk. Sometimes I talk too much, you know what I'm saying, on the field, and people get mad at me. But uh, you know, I think I think uh, I know I know what the standard is, and I know how how older guys like Cam and TJ and and Coach T uh, hold it to. And I feel like I'm a leader in the secondary, and I wanted to uh, start building that standard now. Even though I wasn't out there practicing, I could still watch, still coach, still still talk. Uh, and break down film with guys, and uh, I just wanted to to let the guys know, like I said, that that is that this is important to me. Even though I was going through this contract situation, that the team is first to me. Any final one? All right, thanks, Minka. Thank you, Minka. That was Minka Fitzpatrick coming off of his new four-year extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers, paying him eighteen point four million dollars. Per year, uh, I think we forgot to mention before we we threw that to him. You know, we did mention it, but we didn't really put it into context. Jamal Adams was the previous highest rated safety mm-hmm. as far as money was concerned, making about seventeen point five mil per year. So, about a full million dollar raise there from Minka Not Fitzpatrick, bad. and too you know who's probably the happiest right now? Other or second happiest, Minka's the happiest, but the second happiest is the next guy. The next guy, is. whoever that next is it safety Derwin James? Was, I, don't I don't know, know who it's going to be. We'll, we'll, I look, I'm seeing right here, it's Harrison Smith, Justin Simmons, Buda Baker. Harrison gonna, Smith's too old. So it's Justin Buda Simmons Baker. or Buda Baker. Yeah. Those are the two candidates. Or they Derwin James. smiling ear to ear. Just, you can, how about this too? With sure. Derwin, here's my counter for Derwin James. Okay. I get that guy in a negotiating room. You're hurt all the time. Buddy. Yeah, that's a great knock, point. We got to knock a couple of million point. off of this deal. So that's definitely part of it. But yeah, Minka now the highest paid safety in football. Just a couple of things we want to talk about real quick before wrapping up that he spoke about in that conference. You know, it was great to hear him say that he felt the need to be there at OTAs. You know, he was starting the TJ Watt process here with the hold in. He was very present during OTAs, during minicamp. Didn't work out with the team, didn't participate in team activities, did his individual stuff but was ever present. And I, I think that, you know, it's nice to hear that he wanted to do that. And it's kind of nice that the Steelers have started to create this culture of in the era where the players have more power than ever and they're just straight up going to say, hey, I'm not going to play unless we get these deals done. The Steelers have been able to facilitate a culture of your stars holding in instead of just completely being off the radar and then showing up maybe a week before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like you know you're going to have to deal with this evil, so let's create the lesser of the evils, and let's be like, yeah, come on. you know, Oh, you don't want to work out with the team? Do whatever you want, man. Get in there. Get some treatment. Get first in line at the, at the buffet. Lift some weights before we get into weight training. Do whatever you want, man. But, hey, it's just good to see you. It's nice to, it's nice to say good morning to you every day. Like, and you get to keep tabs on your players still, mm-hmm. and they feel like you know, you're, you're understanding of their gripe and you're understanding that it's a business on their end too. And if... I'm not going to get paid. I'm not really going to show up to do the team part of this. So I love that kind of culture that they're building here. And sure. it was great to hear Minka not say that, but say how important he felt to be at those OTAs. And 
Now you don't have to have the hold in, uh, you know, happen through training camp. He will be participating in training camp full on 110 percent, and I think that's a huge positive as well. Absolutely, this was this was handled with such class. And honestly, too, Tom, I think the Steelers maybe learned a thing or two from last year. I was just going to say that. Do you think maybe a little soft tissue damage injuries happening? Maybe he wasn't revved up to game shape. Maybe they're like, hey, let's get this done now. So make us in it training camp in game shape come week one. I'm not saying that T.J. Watt came out the gate slow last year. But I think the Steelers just said, we think that as a player, it's more beneficial to you to have the entire training camp experience available to you. Let's right? get Minka out there for a couple downs yeah, why against not? Jacksonville, right? I mean, in you that have, preseason game. You don't right? have to kill yourself. You don't have to no. you don't have to we're don't not play saying, against Seattle or Detroit. We're for not, one game, just run them out there. We're not saying if you have to come in a training camp, you're giving it your all, right? You can probably get away with what you were doing in minicamp, right? Just kind of doing your own schedule, lifting your own weights. There are going to be times when we're going to have to have to ask you to say, hey, we're trying something new, so we need to see how you work with these new schemes. But definitely better to get you in earlier rather than continue this process into that portion of training camp and then just have you come in kind of toward the end. Minka, also, what we heard from him that I thought was important to touch on was the move to full safety full-time, really, or free safety full-time, excuse me, allowed him to form an identity. And it said that he was evolved over the years, and he used the word much different player than he was earlier in his career. I hope that continues to happen. Sure. I hope that the freedom continues to come to him. Not to keep calling on Arthur Motes, but why not? Great host of Steelers Absolutely. Blitz, host of Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler. You know that if you listen to our family of podcasts. But, you know, he was saying... It's not all about him for him to be at his best. Mm-hmm. The people around him have to allow him the freedom. Exactly. And it's up to the players now around him to rise up. And the problem is we have bigger question marks than we have in the past couple of years with Minka on the players around him. You know, Minka's got a lot of stuff he's got to figure out pre-snap, making sure Akello's in the right place, making sure that Levi's doing the right thing, making sure Edmonds is right in the right spot. And he's got to kind of be that center fielder. And I want to see him trend more towards that free safety and Absolutely. just be completely That's what he free wants to, to do. do what you want to do on the field. That's where he's his best. And I'm not going to uh, dismiss that maybe the interceptions and playmaking numbers were down last year because he had to play more of that Absolutely. center field on everybody else's P's and Q's and wasn't free to really do what he wanted to do. Absolutely. I mean, you saw it. He jumps that route two years ago, pick six against Baker. That's freelance, baby. That's mm-hmm. film study, and he knows exactly what's going to happen, and he knows I've got a scrubby quarterback that's going to his first read. So jump on that route easily. When you when you watch that player, you watch the Indianapolis Colts pick six that they had that went for 100-plus yards. Same thing. Scrubby quarterback Brian Hoyer, I know he's going to his first read. Easy. It's just it's easy it, money for a guy you like look, that. You look at a team that doesn't have a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, and both of those plays, well, the one for the Colts certainly goes into the end zone, right? Because yes. they were throwing into the end zone. It's going to be a touchdown. But the Baker one, yeah, it was a little, They're I mean, they were they were backed up in their own. It was a pick six the second he touched the ball. Exactly. walking into the end but zone. But the thing is that you think if you remove Minka Fitzpatrick and you put an average safety there, the Colts score a touchdown there and the Browns maybe get a first down or whatever. It's it's not a pick six. It's not an interception. And that's why you need a guy like Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, if you don't have the guy that can think the exactly. game and know the film study like that, then he's not going to risk jumping that route. He's going to play things a little more safe. you got to take some risks at that position, though. you got to know when to take your 100%. risks. And Minka's incredible at that. we got some more thoughts on Minka, obviously. And now that the Steelers have got their biggest you know, problem, if you will say that, off of their... Uh, off the market when it comes to signing a player. Who do they turn their attention to next, or where do they use some of their remaining cap space potentially before 
the season kicks off against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll dive into all that on our next episode of the Steelers Standard. But he's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opferman. It's a glorious day here. Minka Fitzpatrick is a Steeler for another five years. you got to love it. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.